actually don't like that I can't see you guys. Hey everybody, this is Steve. <laughs> this is Parn Dog. <laughs> and this is Flippin' and Mashing. And uh, we have a special guest today. His name is Chris. How you doing, bud? Hey, hey dudes, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> we have to edit that out at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know, I think I'm going to leave it in there. <laughs> oh, the fact that I just said I can't see you guys is weird. <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to, Chris? What new machines uh, have you gotten since last time we've spoken with you? Man, I mean, that's always a loaded question. I tell everybody, he's like, what's the new machine? I'm like, I don't know. When was the last time you saw me? Because there's probably been a whole bunch of stuff. I, um, I think Iron Iron Maiden is new. Of course. Um, did I have Zombie last time? Uh, Rob Zombie last time I talked to you guys? Dude, you've owned Rob Zombie for like two years. Have I? I don't remember. That's what happens. Um, I got a fire, so I've, I've been building the System 11 collection some more. I got a fire. I got a Jokers. You got two Jokers. Uh, you bought mine. Two Jokers, correct. At yeah. some point, I'll pay you the rest of the money I owe you, and then the uh, and then I'll actually turn into one good Jokers. And then I'll uh, probably buy the bad one. Yeah, great. Sounds good to me. I, that's, that's kind of all the think that I've gotten. Um the focus right now has been uh, finishing off some of those machines. So, like, the Elvira and the Party Monsters Playfield was released uh, about three months ago, so or maybe two months ago. You're so talking about came... a CPR new one, right? Correct, yeah. So, that came in, so I'm waiting to put that in. Did I you, sent off my Did you get it clear-coded? Shows. I haven't got it clear-coded. I don't know, you know, there's kind of a debate on that. Um, obviously, you talk to some people, they say you should take it right away and clear-code it. It's it's a home use only machine, so if it gets a couple hundred plays a year, I mean that's a lot of plays on it. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily know that it needs it. Um, yeah, but and clear coat looks so good. I mean the clear coat that's on it looks nice as well. It's not like that's it true. doesn't have. I mean I sent off my game show to be repaired, uh, my play field for my game show machine, also a System Eleven and uh, Neo. Who uh, does some really really nice work and really nice restoration stuff on playfields? Uh, he lives the next town over, so he took it. Uh, it looks beautiful, but I really think there's almost too much clear coat on it because I'm I'm nervous that when I start putting everything back in, that I will have to push a little harder to get you know the the bolts to go correctly without having to get out the the, the Dremel tool to, tool to cut bolts off that I need to put in there longer. So. I was going to say, even with the hardtop, people have mentioned um, the added thickness with having to deal with maybe getting longer hardware to screw posts down. Let, I'm just going to let that one go, too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that is what? definitely – especially when you get into the – you get into what the – What are you talking about? The, Why is that – there's just sexual innuendo. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, the, it definitely is something – I wonder about that hardtop. Does it? There's no issue. I haven't read that thread in a while. Is there no issue with cracking on the hardtop? Why would because it crack? I, well, I mean, because you're going to drive that screw in harder, or you're going to get a longer screw. Like I had that with uh, one of my clear coat coated playfields. Can't remember which one that was. Over screwing it enough, even though the clear coat had been set for you know a month or whatever. The next time I pulled that post off, it was a star post you could see a little indention ring into that clear coat because it still was a little bit, you know, soft, obviously. Mm. So you didn't let it sit long enough, huh? 
You got a little excited? You went in a little early? I mean, that may have been, that may have been true. I think, actually, I think that was my bad cats. I think that was the Oh, most... yeah, that was clear-coated. I remember that. Yeah, Because it one was looks damn good. It is, it is a nice-looking machine, that's for sure. Well, and you just, I mean, obviously, offline, you just sent a... A picture. It's really the problem with pinball. You send a picture of uh, Big Buck Hunter, and although I think the prices on those machines are way too much money, the pinball machine, the prices are way too much. I still look at it and go, God, I'd love to have it just because it's shiny and new. <laughs> That's a. It's also a rare game, and it's it's actually kind of fun to play. Yeah, I mean, it is a fun machine. Um, with the hardtop, yeah, I, I'm. I forgot if it's P tag or it's really hard kind of like a plastic right um polycarbonate layer and so i i do not foresee it cracking but you know you you also shouldn't hulk screw it down correct and i don't i because i haven't gotten my taxi one yet to start working on it um does it have is it adhesive on the back that you pull off to then adhere it to the play field or does it just sit on it and then the posts and all those things, when you start screwing through it, those are the things that hold it in place. No, there is um, 3M VHB, which is that very high bond. That's that super thin double-sided tape. There is That's on the back of it. So you will have to peel that and then lay it down. I tell you what, that scares the crap out of me. I spent, I think it was four attempts just to get the screen protector on my new phone on correctly. Oh, my God. Um, I did see a uh, someone. I don't know if it was, it was vid on Pinside, but they had you align the top or bottom, and then you use clamps. Then you put that right. you put that edge down, and then you slowly work right. up so that I mean the so that it comes on correctly. But they're also um, you test fit it you know many times before peeling the, the back of the tape off. Right, right, right. Well, I'll wait for you to do it to your Black Knight, so then we'll know exactly how to do it. Oh, shit. You're going to be in a couple of years. <laughs> um, hey, is, is Baywatch working? Oh, dude. I've been playing Baywatch for months. Pam- Pamela Anderson lying? is impressed with my skills. Is he lying, Steve? He's 100% lying. It's not even close <laughs> to being done. But uh haven't even powered it on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, because that 5-volt rail has to get uh, re-spliced correctly. Oh, right. And then I picked Black Knight up, and Black Knight was in an easier condition to fix, which I almost had it done, and then I had to get a bunch of new coils and stuff. Because those right, the right side flippers, both up and lower, were the wrong flipper. There were 50-volt flippers on a 28 or 26-volt line, so they uh, were very weak. So let me ask you this. So, uh, uh, and obviously, you know, everyone kind of does it differently. You guys have talked about it. At some point, the hope is to take some of these machines and route them and so forth. Right. But I also know that Parnell doesn't keep a stock of parts. So is that part of the plan to actually buy some parts so you have stuff around to actually do repair? Plan? There's no plan. We're freeballing in here. And I'll let that one go. Um, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's, you know, I guess the big thing is that at some point you will have to have some stock in parts because the time that the machine potentially would be down Ugh, yeah. waiting for parts to arrive is really kind of an issue. Um, 
Tony on the Coin Box Pinball Podcast. Uh, he's from the Twin Cities. He had talked about the same thing, and he had a couple parts on hand, but I remember him saying, get ready to start paying overnight shipping uh, to get right. parts. Right. You're never going to have enough parts. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But obviously, start with the general coils. I mean, I guess maybe that's why a lot of people try to route things that are similar, right? Because mm. it's using coils. It's using the same stuff. Where That makes sense. Obviously, obviously in your situation, you're going to have one from every kind, so... At some point, all your machines will be down. Well, that was smart of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. I guess, I mean, a coil, I haven't really run into a bad coil. Maybe once. Mostly it's the sleeves, right? Or or the lug maybe breaks off, and so you do have to end up buying a new one. But um, I definitely need to kind of start stockpiling uh, a handful of sleeves. And then, like what you recommended, uh, Pinball Life has a kind of uh, a bucket of playfield rubbers. And yeah. I, I did buy one, and I've already started scavenging through it. And so now I don't know if I have enough to to redo Black Knight. So I'm gonna have to. Uh, it's good because, man, I think I've replaced two machines out of one of those buckets, maybe even three. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, okay, so many parts in there. They, There's so many rooms in there. I want to say they only gave you like two three and a half inch which might be all right because that's kind of an odd size but i know the like the slings i already used a couple on sopranos down at the bar so i might have to just buy a couple like of the common sizes like three inch and two two and a half Mm -hmm. i see and i've never done that i just buy the bucket every time (laughs) like (laughs) and then i just Mm. pour the buckets together and then at some point yeah maybe okay uh But that's only because I'm just like, this is, it's more advantageous to me to know I will always have the piece I need to fix it than to go digging through and go, oh man, I'm missing that one. Isn't that annoying? Yeah. Same with LEDs. You know, obviously I, I stockpile LEDs so that at any time I could swap out an entire machine to LED just because I don't want to wait while I'm tearing it down to go, oh, I need to wait for those to show up. So what, I mean, do you have a certain brand that you like? I'm usually a coin taker person. I've been really happy with their stuff. Comet stuff's pretty good. It's just a little darker. And I consistently have always had great luck with coin takers, so I've just never really strayed from it. Um, I like their their warm GI look the best, too, because uh, that's usually in... All the machines, I replace all the GI with the warm GI frosted that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, they just, they've always, the, they've always been the ones I've liked, you know, so I just don't stray too far. Do you... and, and, and over time, I've basically been phasing out the stock of the older stuff I had um, that was Coin Taker before they came out with the non ghosting. And now I just, besides the GI light, Everything I buy is is non-ghosting, so it's just not you. I don't have to think about it. That was my next question: was Do you get the non-ghosting? I think they call them like the the premium or whatever. Correct. Yeah, I only I, I don't do that for the GI stuff. The GI stuff I still do whatever the the regular ones are because obviously they're a lot cheaper. They're like seventy nine cents over. I think last time I bought some, they were a dollar nineteen for the premium ones. And you know because of the way I keep bulbs around. 
when I place an order, I'm placing an order of like 20 of the 555, you know, blues and 20 of the, you know, 47 blues. You know what I mean? Wait, wait. So, is, is this for is this for your clown barf? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. So it adds up. You mean style. Chris, how how did you LED your Lord of the Rings? Because that's a very hard game to LED with all that, you know, fading. Uh, the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah. When I had the Lord of the Rings the first time around. Oh, fuck. You I, actually owned one? Absolutely not. I was going to say, I threw it in the river and just forgot about <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I thought you actually it, had one. It pained me to open that machine up and work on it for you. Because I really was like, if it just wasn't right, maybe he'd sell it and get rid of it. No, that game is amazing. I love it. Was, listen, everyone likes different things. I have games that I like that others don't. Uh, no, you have games you hate that you still own. I don't know that that's true. Well, maybe you don't hate them, but like Sharky's Pool Shootout. Oh, you mean Pool Sharks? Yeah, Pool yeah. Sharks. Yeah, I only have that because it's System 11, and it is awful. What about that water world you had, Chris? Yeah, that was a real great machine. The month it said set tipped up in my garage, and I looked at it every day and go, why would somebody want to own one of these? Because they're dumb. I've heard that they're phenomenal and that uh, you can't pass one up. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. I've never seen one function correctly, so I don't know, really know how it plays. Hmm. Well, I got an idea, Chris. You actually wanted to sell your medieval. So sell it for a water world. Then you'll have money, and you'll have a medieval madness, uh, like the cheap, cheap poor man's version. I'm not going to lie, it's the inherent problem with pinball is that I look at some of the machines I own, which obviously are Medieval Madness and, um, and and a couple of the others that would I would be able to sell for a fair amount of money. And I just go, why do I have these when I could turn them into four other machines? You know, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Well, not anymore. I think the market is pretty, pretty high right now on um, cheap just machines. I mean, all these system. I remember when Taxi, when I first first got in the hobby, it, the Taxi was eight hundred dollars, and people passed on them. And uh, yeah. now they're almost two. No, they're above two grand. They're like twenty five, mm. no problem. Yeah. So you're talking about what? I don't know. Sixty to eighty percent of the System Elevens are going to go over two grand. So yeah. I mean, if you could even get eight or so for your medieval, you could get four. But good luck. Well, and at this point. I'm in search of ones that obviously aren't the easiest ones to find anymore. You know, transporter and and uh, uh, bonsai run and things like that. So they aren't cheap anymore. I sent you I links to those actually. What is the transporter based off of? Is it based off one of the movies or anything? Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, it's Jason Statham. That's what I'm wondering. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it came out in the uh, late '80s. Uh, um, it's '89. It, it literally is the strange one of the stranger layouts and designs you'll ever see. I'm sure Parnell can pull up a picture and be like, "What does that even do? <laughs> like, why would you have this machine?" So, hmm. but it's just rare. I don't. Know it looks I've... almost like it's a sci-fi kind of design. Yeah, you got a spaceship up on the right-hand side. I think it's a spaceship. I've exactly. I've never seen one. This looks kind of fun though. Has a lot of plastic ramps. Open because so that that. Uh, space that well, we'll, we'll call it, we'll call it a spaceship so the spaceship up on the right hand side it looks like it's clear can you see the ball bouncing around inside of it what does that do do you know uh you know i gotta look because i haven't looked at one in a long time 
It almost looks up. like, I mean, it's hard to see, but it almost looks like. It's a play field? The ball can come out of the, like, the cabin, or it can bounce around inside, like, um, I don't know, that. Path yeah, of basically, the, the spaceship bot. thing is, yeah, the big spaceship thing is sealed. So it goes in there and bounces around. They just basically created a window for you to see it. Okay. And it's a and it's a left ramp shot, so you can see where the the, the there's a, almost a whirlpool thing. Yep. Underneath that is a ramp on the left that shoots it up and around and into that. So, and I, I don't remember, and I don't remember if there's maybe a drop target or something that keeps it from going up there until you do certain things, um, like space sh- uh, station. But I, I just don't know offhand. Mm-hmm. I this uh, playfield layout is super unique and. Um... I'm kind of glad I think a lot of the companies are getting back into this kind of style of game since TNA did so well. So I'm hoping that we get some really crazy System 11-like games now. But I, I think the price is, is not going to change. You're going to be paying five to six grand plus. Yeah, I mean, the prices of machines are never going to come down because people still pay it. Well, hey, well, what if we made a pact with all of our listeners and we just said let's not buy games anymore until the prices I mean, if if anyone follows pinball at all, obviously people who are on this listen do. People have tried that for years now, both on pin side and, and the old rec game thing, and it never works. Everyone, as soon as it comes out, I gotta have it. <laughs> I, can't, sure. I know. They'll, they'll, I guess, they'll put their ten grand down in pre-order without even seeing the game. Exactly. So obviously, you know, the, the latest thing was some screenshot of Monsters that's going to be released. Uh, and I, and I, I haven't actually... gone back to that read but i am guaranteeing there are probably 150 people that are like i don't care what it costs i'm gonna buy it well right they have no reason to change their business model with people like that um luckily i don't have money anymore because i bought acdc <laughs> luckily I'm, I'm i still buy joker poker but um the monsters i remember as a kid watching and enjoying but i don't think i'm that tied to wanting to own the game. However, that leaked screenshot made the game look really cool. And Chris Kid pointed out that cool feature on the left. Yeah, I mean, it looks... Obviously, it's a screenshot of the middle of the play field. The art coloring all looks really good. Um, obviously, it looks like they've done a left uh, lane thing where it's either dropping down to a coil that's going to shoot it up or a plunger like you had in Funhouse, you know, there's obviously something that's going to go on over there that, that people haven't seen in a long time. Um, I, I'm, I enjoyed the show as well. I think the potential of the art package, obviously whatever they do with the play field, but you know, the monsters had a lot of great call outs. So obviously my thing is that I think the call outs could be amazing if, they can get licensing for all of them. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot of fun call-outs in that, you know, like they got with Ghostbusters. They got a fair amount of stuff out of Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, and I you think, didn't need people to do voice work on it. And I think you're right. When um, uh, Back in the day, when you had uh, a license like this, it almost seems like the actor had no um, rights. So whoever owns the licensing now owns everything. Voice. Right. Um, the uh, lo- the look and they can do whatever they want just like the original star wars it was a similar thing they could use everything from but the later star wars they're going to be similar to game of thrones where you have to then 
go to each actor individually to get voice work, pick the, the likeness, which is what that that must have been around the times that Adams family, because that whole pin has its own licensing problems. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that has, that's just got a bunch of licensing problems as well. So I think they just want too much for it. Oh yeah. Well, and the estate for the is it Rao? Ju- Julia? No. I'm not sure what you're referring to. The the main guy. What's his real name? Is it oh, the Munsters? Yeah. No, no, no. I, Adam's family. I, I don't know. Is it Julia Rao or something? I don't know. That's all. That's way before my time. That's uh, way before my time. The Adams family. That is not before your time. You were a young child. I feel like that's before your time. Oh I'm sure the Adams family is like a 1960s thing. Are you, I mean, it is. Are you kidding me? No, it's not. I'm mm, okay. The not, original was the, okay. It's but, black and white. Not the not the one that we watched. Look at it. It's Nin- black and white. It's all black and white. 1991. Oh, a movie. Yeah, it was based off of. Okay, I guess I. I was. I forgot that they even made a movie. Oh my god. So. What? Steve, this is a great movie. I was thinking of only the TV show. I didn't realize it was oh, even a movie. Oh, I, the, I, I, I guess I, I knew that it existed. There's I an older one. Oh, that it happened. I didn't even realize there was an older one. Interesting. Oh, well, maybe I did, but I didn't know. I didn't. Watch so it was it. the opposite. You didn't realize there was a TV show. Wait, you didn't realize there was a TV show? No, I just thought there was that movie that was awesome. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Um. So who's this? I don't remember. And like, I was young when I saw the Munsters. Who's this blonde lady? Is what she, Marilyn? She's like some lady that stumbles into this like you know haunted house and hey, no, man, I don't remember either. She might have been adopted. What she adopted? But she, but she was like the normal one, right? Everyone else was a character or something like that, but she was the normal looking one. Oh, is she supposed to be like the the connection to the audience? I don't even know if that's the case. Oh, okay. And I don't remember. I mean, again, you would see it when it was on, like, Nick at Night and stuff like that, and I would watch the episodes and enjoy it because it wasn't a serial where you had to follow along, you know, episode to episode. So you just always saw them every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the call-outs could be good, you know. Oh, she is. She's a daughter. Yeah. But she has the, the plain looks. Interesting. So everybody's a monster but her. Right. But she is ingrained in the family so mm-hmm. she does she does all the weird things that they do too <laughs> i forgot about this show more um, importantly uh the other big news is uh obviously there's a new band uh game that's been released what was the name of that band parnell isn't it primus no Pre- it would be called primus primus <laughs> oh I guess I thought it was Primus as well. How, how, you're killing me. <laughs> should, should, why would I know? <laughs> I, I've never, I've never, I didn't know this band existed. I had no idea that this band existed until the pinball uh, yeah, machine. Chris, you're in the music world. Like, why would we know? We're not old enough. So you did know about this band before the pinball machine. But, but you guys are right on the edge of the 90s. Like, that's you would true. have an appreciation for that music because that's when they were big. They no, were but huge. I didn't listen to that. I, for real, I've never seen anything that was on there. Like I never seen the logo before. Never seen any of the band members before. Everything that they show on there, I assumed that they were making up on the fly. I thought it was like their own IP. I had no idea that it was even related to a band in the first place. And then in right. in, in the process so, of searching for it, that's how I found out that it was a band. Did you know right. that so they your, did your the South Park? Tonight. Your project tonight. Yes. Yes. I, of course. I, I, I didn't know that. that. They did the game. What? 
They did the Just South Park. The they did the theme to South Park, yeah. Uh, so your project tonight when you're at home is to look up the video for Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Oh, nice. There's also the hot Jerry, cheesy one. What is that one? Jerry Jerry was a race car driver. Yep, that one. He's like just dumping cheese in the beginning. It's really weird. weird. And then Southbound Pachyderm. Southbound you'll, Pachyderm. You'll totally understand what Primus is all about. Did, did they do some songs on the Tony Hawk video game too? They, Probably. <clears throat> they have a lot of random songs that I guess you – maybe we've heard, but we have no idea who they were. I mean, he the the band recently just toured. They basically did the music to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, <laughs> like the original movie, the original, and redid the music, and then just did an entire tour playing that that album. Um, are they turning them into songs? Yeah, yeah. They like took all the music and then did it obviously, you know, the way that they do music. Because because the original was a musical, like mm-hmm. some. You know what I mean? Like there was singing in it. The one with Gene Wilder. <clears throat> this band just looks so weird. Like they're, they're awesome. Like they're, I mean, they're made, they want to be goofy, but it's just interesting. It's just who they are. It it, it literally is just who they are. Um. Well, but on that topic, so obviously I've told you my viewpoint on the game. Simply oh. because there was some. Now- there was oh, some. Uh, uh, there's some controversy about it, or at least there could be controversy about it, right? Because you had told well, me. I don't that. know. I mean, my biggest complaint about it is, is that they're now using the melons playfield. What is it? What is it? Juicy melons. Big juicy melons. Right, but right. then that was a playfield before that as well. No, that, um, no, it was big juicy melons. Yeah. Then they re-released it as Paps Cam Crusher. Mm-hmm. Um and. So the original was Juicy Melons. Yep. Yeah. And Fer- Ferris did the artwork on that. Him and Nordman made that game. And then Can Crusher had Dirty Donnie art. And now it's Zotar and Zombie Yeti doing the art on this Pr- Primus? Primus. Yes, Primus. correct. But it's literally, they've used the same playfield layout for three machines now. Mm-hmm. And, and Melons was fun, but part of it was fun because at the time no one was doing reasonably suggestive artwork. And so now you've done it three times with the same playfield layout. Who gives a crap anymore? You know what I mean? Like sure. you can't be personal at all. Right. And uh, it, I don't even know if it's a real throwback to well, an EM. It's a throwback to like really old EMs, not not the EMs that more people like where it's the the longer flippers and not the weird drain in the middle. It it's simply it doesn't look entertaining in the first place. So to keep reskinning something that doesn't even look entertaining in the first place, what's even the point? Although you yeah. haven't played it yet, but I played it and I didn't like it. Okay, but uh, but just by looking at it, sure. It the looks, art looks like, amazing, right? Agreed. But it's like you know how what you said about my game the other day, polishing up a turd. It, they're, <laughs> but they're they're. Uh, Putting fancy artwork on what looks like a dud. Mm. What about you, Chris? What do you have? You played Big Juicy Melons or Paps? Yeah, I played Melons. I haven't played Paps. I mean, obviously, it plays like a single level machine, um, so it only plays so fast, and there's only so much to do, which is inter- interesting and entertaining at times because it takes you out of the mindset of all the ramps to hit and all that kind of stuff. But 
if you're asking eight grand or eighty five hundred, what are they asking for this machine? Which I think is what I saw the price was um, MSRP. You're insane that people will pay that. Like um, it's insane. I think they'll sell them to those Primus like obsessed people. Absolutely, absolutely. But but I don't know that Primus, and obviously people have a lot of opinions on it. I don't know that Primus is that big of a crossover between pinball and uh pinball and uh uh primus fans you know what i mean mm -hmm. like my my buddy for instance and i'll ask so my buddy tim is a huge huge primus fan but i don't think he'd buy this machine because he'll have the same opinion it's based on a machine that's already been seen and it's not very interesting like no, it's not gonna be that cool but, but he's a pinball person correct he, he, they're not correct. marketing pinball people with this at all uh, and they're only making a hundred, so for for sale. I think that you're right. I think that if there is the overlap of a pinball person and a prime primus person, they aren't going to want this game because it's a boring ass game, which is remarketing something that already exists. They know better, right? But someone who doesn't know better, they'll buy it just because it exists because they're because they're a fan. It's like the Supreme Pinball that came out, right? Right. So at the end of the day, then it is like most people have said, it's just a cash grab. Correct. Because 100%. you're not you're not bringing anybody into pinball based on the theme, obviously, with the low number they're making. Right. It's it's the same. It's the equivalent of you put any other band on there. Yeah, exactly. Which is scary because. I would hate for other things that had the potential to be really great themes to be relegated to something like this. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people were disappointed in Beatles. In when the Beatles. Beatles. But I think that's better, though, because that's not just um, a complete reskin of a current game that they've made recently. Correct. I, I think the Beatles is going to be a better game. I think it's going to play better, but uh, it has actual throwbacks to that Solid State era. Right. But I think more people are pissed off on the price. Where the Primus is, I mean, it is a cash grab. Primus. Prim <laughs> Primus is a cash grab, but that's with them too, though. Like, Primus is also doing a cash grab. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, Who right? pays for these machines? So, like, is is Primus, are they doing something with this? Are they Are they putting any money into this? Who's doing this? I mean, it, it usually depends, right? Like... Kiss and things like that, Stern would buy the license cost to make X number of machines, right? Sure. And obviously, based on the license holder, who would be the band, they then would dictate certain things that can be done or can't be done or things they'd like to see. You know, I mean, it's a contract that gets written up about the whole thing. But ultimately, let's just say, you know, Stern for every machine they make, they got to pay a thousand dollars to Kiss for the rights to actually produce that machine. Mm -hmm. So Kiss doesn't care how many machines you sell because you pay whatever the original fee is to do that. I mean, there's been Kiss. Uh, Kiss is one of those bands that obviously they've marketed everything, right? Right. And it's because someone says, "Hey, I want to make Kiss caskets." I think I could sell Kiss Caskets. They approach the band. The band says, we want X number of dollars for you to use our images, to use our name. And then we also get a percentage of everyone you sell. So 
they get their hundred thousand dollars let's just say up front for the person who's going to make the kiss caskets just to say you can use name and likeness on the machine mm. they care how many of they sell because after that it's just added money they got their money up front and that's why there's been a bunch of kiss stuff that has failed and not sold because fans are like why would i want to buy that but kiss doesn't care because they got their money up front you know <clears throat> right you mean Gene. so so i'm sure every right every license thing is different so i mean know? primus might have been uh, what do you think do you think primus just teamed up and said let's sell these and we'll split some profits I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, maybe the cost okay. to buy Primus license is lower and or Primus said, we really want a machine. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, yeah because like, it, it even says, like, uh, there's eight set aside as special editions for members of the band and individuals in the project. Yeah, right. So, but, that, I mean, this came out of freaking nowhere. I don't, this is kind of one of those, I mean, they're on tour again, like you said, but I, I guess, didn't know that. Here's, here's a question I have. So I've never heard of this band before. Are they as big as like a band? Um, is White Snake bigger? White Snake is wow. I mean, it's two different eras. Uh, I would think White Snake probably had more success because they were more of a mainstream top forty band. Okay, Primus has a very large following that is incredibly loyal. They basically tour every summer. Oh. And, you know, and sell between four and 8,000 tickets a show. So they can tour every year selling that many tickets because they've got an inherent fan base that just never goes away, you know? So <clears throat> from what music I've heard, is was that kind of the uh, Offspring era? It was in the same era, so, correct. Like Green Day and... Cause correct. It's, it sounds similar, but just wacky. Correct. And Primus was just doing something very different. Now, the interesting aside is that uh, when Cliff Burton, the original bassist from Metallica, died, they actually approached uh, Les Claypool, who is the lead singer and bass player in Primus, to join their band as their bass player. D did he? No. Oh, okay. He, I didn't know if he, like, temporary he, did or what. No, I think he auditioned. Remember, he serves, he auditioned, and then he kind of knew that wasn't his that wasn't what he wanted to do mm. and they kind of knew that he was on a whole different weird plane than they ever would be you know what i mean so i think it was one of those mutual things where like well that was cool but it probably just isn't going to work out mm -hmm. so how come they don't make i mean it sounds like this is a win-win kind of for everybody here the band will make money off of this just based on however many that they sell, or maybe they'll just pay them up front, so it doesn't matter how many they sell. Um, and then in theory, these guys can just remarket it, whatever the hell they had in the past. They'll just slap on some new logos and some new images, and they can sell them Listen, off. And that's why I say it's scary, because you're right. You could do every niche little thing. Right, from Linkin Park to, to anything. Oh, we To need... anything. To Snickers bars. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And and if you're never... a big Eminem fan, here you go. We got one for you, too. Exactly. It's more scary to me because, obviously, I collect music-themed machines and enjoy playing music-themed machines. So, to me, it's more scary that bands that I would love to see one day possibly get a machine might get this, you know? Mm. To be, and to be honest, had they come out with a Primus machine that was its own based, based on the Deadpool layout, 
I'd be like, well, I got to have one of those. <laughs> I, I would want one. Because so I in like that fun. case, it would have been fine because it was a better layout because it was a better game. Correct. It's a better game. Th- there was no thought behind it. It was so you I don't mean, you don't mind that if they remarket it as uh, you don't care if it's, if it's an that they don't make it a unique game. You, you they can remarket it just as long as it's a good game to be remarketed. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like my thing is that I feel you like you said you're just slapping some artwork, throwing some music, and say, well, we can sell a hundred of these, and whatever that profit margin is that makes it profitable for Stern to, to do that or whoever to do that, well, then let's just keep doing that. Right. Okay. I just find it odd that they that they keep using this layout. Yeah. I, uh, I don't understand this layout. I mean... Is it possible that they just have a whole bunch made in the past? So here's... Someone on another podcast mentioned this. Um, I think it was Broken Token. They said, I wonder if it's because uh, when they hyped Big Juicy Melons, tons of people wanted it, right? Mm-hmm. But it was before the price. And people were thinking, it's an EM. It's an old school game that has the reels. Sure. It's going to be cheap. Then they dropped the price. And what was it, Chris? It was like five grand, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, over five grand. It's I an insane it price tag for an old game. And guess how it sold? It sold a handful. I mean, it sold a bunch, but it didn't sell out. Right. I, so, I, yeah, I can't believe that they're putting games. a price tag like that on such a simplistic game. They said that about TNA too. I mean, but that does have a lot of cool mechs and multicolor LEDs and stuff. So yeah. I could see a price point on that being higher on the bomb. But on and this that, old and game, that, that machine is so unique. <clears throat> I mean, when when Melons came out, it was unique, sort of, for its time, of being new. Yeah, but I just mean in terms of the technology that was that's in TNA, the rule set because there's a very definite rule set that's in TNA that is very deep. Ah. Over over this. Yeah, you know? yeah, very true. But uh, to I mean to be fair, if they would have done Primus with the what was the Beatles one? Is that Sea Witch they redid Beatles yeah, based Sea Witch? Yeah. If they had done that, I wouldn't be a buyer either, because even if it was the the typical stern price point of five thousand dollars or whatever it is for for a pro machine, I wouldn't be a buyer either. I'm like. It's a single level play field, and you know, like I want more. I want more mm. on it. You know? It's the reason I don't own any that are single level play fields. I mean, the oldest machine I currently own is uh, Heavy Metal Meltdown, I think, right in that era. But it still has a ramp, and it's got a lock mechanism. Mm-hmm. And, and what like that. what system is that? Was <clears throat> that six something something or another? The Bally system. It's okay. Right before System Eleven started dropping. Because what's my Black Knight? System 7? I believe it is, yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, is that 1980? Black Knight? Yeah. Yeah. And that has two levels, a lock yeah. mech, cut two, well, right. two kind of lock mechs. Shit, base, base, uh, base Primus off of Black Knight 2000, because I like that game a little bit more than I like Black Knight. But then I might be a buyer. You know what I mean? Cause sure. That game is fast. It's got you know a ramp shot, and it's got some other stuff going on. It's it has a like, lot, lot of lights on it, and it, its current version. I'm mean, obviously just Black Knight. Uh, its sound is it sounds old, but yeah. if you are in that mindset, it's actually really cool. I like the light yeah. show a lot on it. I like the the deep uh, villain that's talking to you the entire time. The, the actual Black Knight. So if you took that light show and just you know put a much more updated soundtrack to it and made it really cool, it could actually be a blast. Right. 
Um, oh, I forgot that one works, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that one oh, does work. You guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the Beatles and Sea Witch. It, the only thing that gives me hope is, is that they, I think, because of the popularity of classic Sterns coming back, maybe they're going to start remaking some of the classic Stern games. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's interesting, but what's the price point? <laughs> Obviously, the Beatles' price point is based off of people we're collecting. Do you think a classic Stern is getting down below 4K? Uh, I personally would say it should be under 4. Uh, however, uh, two Quicksilvers recently sold for five and $7,000. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. People are idiots. Uh, well, I'm not disagreeing. I think that is crazy town, but if people are... Let's see... Meteor, I think, was about 900 recently when I wanted one. And so you're talking a new one should be, what, between two and three grand maybe? maybe but it's not going to be three grand. And you know it's not going to be three No, grand. I mean, Stern will sell it for under about the pro price, maybe just under. But um, you're going to have a handful. You, I, I mean, you're not going to sell bonkers amount at that price, but I think you'll, you're going to get a bunch of those people that are either new in the hobby or they're like pristine home-use-only collectors that have too much money, and they'll want that nice, pristine, old Stern. Now, are you you're saying that if they were making them, like they were actually doing, they were relaunching Sea Witch, yeah. updating it or not updating it? Well, I wonder if they'll have to update the display weight, like the way the display runs. But, yeah, I mean, if they re-release Sea Witch as Sea Witch. Yeah. Without without updated light show, you know, like if it just was like it's mm. just, you know, it's just LED GI and, you know, warm white LED, or LED uh, lamps under all the inserts because that's how it was. You know, that's a like, that, that's a double-edged sword. That's an interesting way to think about it because some people would want a new game with yeah. new light shows, new code, or at least like beefed up code, maybe new display. And some people, which is probably a smaller minority, are going to want the the OEM, the the old, you know, incandescence and all that, which won't happen. But if you did like the coin taker retros, what, yeah. like like you said, warm right, warm white. But hmm. again. That's the inherent problem. As soon as you attempt to update the code, no matter how minuscule it is, now that's a new machine. So now we want to charge 4600 bucks for it. Okay, well, we, we've seen this now, though. We have uh, Kingpin, which does have the original code, plus a new version on, this, on the one game. And we also yeah. have Attack from Mars, Medieval, and Monster Bash now being remade with the same but we're talking code, about, but, but updated we're talking about lights. different types of machines. I mean, you're talking about a multi-level playfield uh, over a single-level playfield. Yeah, but you, the idea is the same. You're re-releasing an old game, and you have <clears throat> you have the purists, which I actually think is a really small group, but they're really loud on the internet. Well, that's probably true. Because uh, I think Monster Bash is going to sell like crazy, and people, you know, like when you remember when Medieval first came out, yeah, uh, people were shitting on it. Like, I would rather have original board set. I can work on it, and I'm. Medieval's sold out. I mean, they're going to redo another run, I'm assuming, but they've they've sold out. No problem. Well, yeah, but also, I mean, part of that was also the fact that uh, it went from being a machine that people were paying 
$12,000 for, right? Or 10 or whatever the people were asking for medieval madnesses at the time. And now it's an $8,000 machine. Of course, people are going to be interested because the machine had basically become unobtainable for most people and still is for a lot of people because $8,000 is nothing to, to, to shy away from. But it now was an obtainable machine because it wasn't over 10 grand, you know? Mm. I just think that it's a hard sell to ask more than $4,000. And I think it's a hard sell to ask $3,000 for a single level play field machine that has not, and use TNA as the example, doesn't have code in the depth that a machine like TNA single level has. If you're doing mm. a CWIP that has just been updated with not code, but you know, LEDs and things of that nature, you're insane to think there is a large market for those machines out there. And at some point, there's a fair amount of R&D involved because you have to update those board sets. You have to, these are unique play fields, like melons being reused over and over again. It's unique play fields, wiring schematics, all that kind of stuff. There's a bit of R&D that has to go into it to get that machine done. I think you might be right. Like, to me, the bomb should be small, but at the same time, they have to do R&D to make it run on their spike system. Absolutely. And they're going to pass that on, and they're all about making money. And if they can't make enough money on selling an old classic, they're not going to do it. Right. <clears throat> I wish they well, would make parts, though. I mean, I'm still waiting on Tron ramps. Right. Stuff well, like look it. at the – look at the um, – what was the home pins they were doing there for a hot minute? They the had – Transformers, Transform which is also Avengers, and then the newer version was uh, Spider-Man. Right. So look at those. They were trying to find a lower price point to break into a home market, and the pinball people balked at them, you know, because they were just like, no, this is this is not it, you know. And the funny part is uh, I played one. I thought it was uh, pretty fun. I mean, you have to know what you're getting. The problem yeah. is that I think they MSRP'd at three grand, right? Which you're at that, that level of a really good used game, right? Um, I I followed a bunch of people um on the forum and YouTube who streamed it and also were big collectors and then bought one, and they one one guy was like a big EM person and he liked it because it was more simple, but it was a new game. Well, there you go then. So maybe there will be a market for those people who want something that's newer. But, you know, most people who have early Stern stuff and early Bally stuff and all that, they know how to work on them. They're not the – you know what I mean? Like you're not you're, you're not selling to a market of people who don't want to work on the machine, you know? Yeah. Like the people who you're trying to get into the hobby that you would market these old classics to, they want Deadpool. They want ramps. They want flashy and shiny. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It also is hard because uh, it's pinball. Something's going to break, and they want you not to have to work on it. And it's like, well, good luck. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of Deadpool, have you played it yet? Yeah, I got to play it. Um, oh, I haven't played it in a while. I think it's been probably five months. Where <laughs> were you? Shortly, right? Where'd you I play it? 
uh, in Milwaukee. I went into some friends. Uh, there's a place in Milwaukee called Cleveland Pub um, that's kind of out in the burbs, and they typically get the new machine. The new one that comes out, they always buy a pro. Um, whoever's routing that route always brings in the, the new pro. So, Do they, they have a couple of machines, or it's always just like the newest, best machine? Uh, they now have a couple machines for a while. They just had one. Okay. Um, and so when we were there, they had that. And I think they still had Ghostbusters. Um, so Deadpool is cool. The only problem, obviously, playing in that environment, you can't hear it mm. because you're in a bar setting. Right. So, and it's not turned up so you can hear it. Uh, and that machine, and I think a lot of people have said this, if that machine is level and set up real well, it plays great. If it isn't, it's a beast. The 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 right ramp shot, you you know, have to shoot through that. There's a little pathway that you shoot up, and it goes up and around the left ramp. If that you got to hit that perfect, and the machine really needs to be leveled well to be able to hit that shot consistently. But wouldn't that be with a lot of games, not just this? Yeah, but that shots are super super okay. important. Just because it's just because it's so tight, you're saying? It's so tight. You got to have enough speed if it rattles around in there like mm. you didn't hit it clean, it's not getting up the ramp okay so it wasn't set up great and so as a result it it wasn't a ton of fun because there were only certain things you could shoot for never shooting for that final achievement because that shot you just can't make you know mm. with the way that went. um but the art is amazing the uh the LED work they did or the uh, um, the screen work they've done on it, all the animations and all that are mm-hmm. fantastic. The integration of the the screen uh, animations into what you're doing on the machine are fantastic. Like, it's a really great machine. And I'm not even a huge, huge Deadpool fan, but it's a really great machine. Which version of the game was it? It was a pro. Yeah, okay. it was a pro. Well, I can't remember what was the difference with the premium LE to the Pro besides the mirror ball. There was a lifting ramp um, That's right. that you hit from the right flipper, up upper right flipper. That's right. <clears throat> oh, I haven't played one. I have played Iron Maiden, but I haven't played... Shit, Chris, how's your Iron Maiden? Did you get to play it over December? Uh, well, when I was home a couple months ago, I got some time on it and got to play it. I, mean, I love it. I love the music. Like the music, the music alone sells it. That machine to me. The layout's a lot of fun. There's a lot of shots. Um, it and it just it plays like a beast, which I love. Like it, you know, it wants to drain. The amount of when we, were, when I, we went and played it with some friends, the amount of English and spin that the ball has coming off the flippers consistently, it's really hard to play for me. Why would I have so much spin? It's just really the way it's bouncing around in that machine. There's so much speed in that machine, and it just the the ball, for the most part, if you're hitting shots and you're hitting the ramps and you're hitting some of the orbits and stuff, the ball just keeps moving. You know, there's a lot of games where there's some stop and start stuff that happens within the machine, right? And the ball really just keeps moving in this machine. So it just builds up a lot of speed and and English on it, and that ball just spins on you. Hmm. You still? I love I, it. I guess you haven't. Uh, you probably haven't played it too much, though. 
No, I haven't played it a ton. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, it is one that always gets turned on, and I love playing it, and I think it's a lot of fun. It's not going anywhere. You know? Sure. That's not going to get rid of it. Like, does it hold up against, um, like, ACDC, Metallica? Um, yeah, I definitely <clears throat> believe it does. I mean, obviously with the new display and the new animations they're doing in the new machines, I think it's a step beyond those other machines. Okay. Uh, I still think the other machines are great, and I love playing them. I haven't had a chance to play the new code on Metallica to know what that's done for that machine. But, yeah, I love it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of it anytime soon. So would soon, you say but... it's your top music machine so far? Top music uh, game? Uh, you know, that's, I would say Metallica is, Metallica and Guns N' Roses, hand in hand, because part of that's nostalgia for me with Guns N' Roses, and I really just love that machine. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Even though today's standards, like a new Guns N' Roses machine would be amazing, because they could do so much more with it. But I think Metallica is better. Um, but Iron Maiden's top three to me. You know, over Kiss and, you know, over, uh, you know, I got Tommy and I've got uh, obviously the Rolling Stones, which everyone hates, but I still like it. Um, but yeah. So you did buy the new Rolling Stones or, or you just I played did, it? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've got the new Rolling Stones machine. You do? Oh my God. I don't, another game I don't know why you own. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, well, it's twofold. Uh, I collect music theme machines. You sold Elvis. My dad, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I couldn't get into Elvis. I don't like how it played. I actually didn't like how it played. Kind of upper playfield is all. It's just for you. Yeah, no. Upper playfields aren't always the best thing in the world. Um, <clears throat> but uh, my dad loves the Rolling Stones. So part of it was that there's a machine that he'll play, sure. and, and he enjoys playing. Um, and you know, the Rolling Stones is is an easy layout. Uh, besides Mick on the stick in the middle of the machine that moves around and gets in your way and you hit and it makes you mad. But it's an easy layout. The ramp shots feel nice. So every once in a while, it's just nice. It's nice to play a machine that doesn't kill you, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought that's what, what uh, Ghostbusters was for. Oh, God. Ghostbusters is a beating. <laughs> I, I really like that machine. I, again, haven't gotten the new code on it to play the new code that came out um, a while back. But that machine is a beating. I don't ever walk away from that machine feeling great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. All, all of our league people I, love that game. I mean, I, I like it. Yeah, but uh, like you just said, like, all of our friends that come over and play it, it's the only game they want to play. They come over and they play that first, and then they play it before they leave as well. And it's great, but, I mean, I've had some decent games. I don't have amazing games because I'm not very good at pinball. Mm-hmm. But... I don't ever walk away. I don't ever. I don't ever get comfortable on that game. Is part of it, right? Like, I don't ever feel like there's a zone where you kind of like get into and you're real comfortable. It just always feels like that game is out of control. To me, if you had to compare that versus Tron, which one do you feel comfortable with? The Tron, I felt so much more comfortable with. Really? Yeah, absolutely. The shots all feel real good. Um, I'm an awful third flipper player. But that third flipper shot on Tron, for some reason, I can hit consistently and liked and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Tron, I always felt like I was way in more control over playing Ghostbusters. Okay. Right. It's just fortunate they put Tron on that layout. 
they wasted a good layout with Tron. Oh, oh yeah, because you God. hate the theme. You like the layout. Oh, it seems God. stupid. Well, yeah. oh, Walking Dead. You had uh, you sold that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, I was, I was at the time. I was a hype man. Everybody thought it was going to be the most amazing. Thing. It was going to be great. And and I, I fed into the hype too. At the time, I was like, listen, I'm going to buy an LE because I know it will hold its value because they're only making so many LEs and the rest are going to be pros. And then they, they, you know, they said, we're not going to make premiums. We're not going to make premiums. And then they made premiums and shot the LE market. And that's when I stopped doing LEs. I was like, fuck this. Excuse my language. Yeah, but you, didn't, you didn't even wait till the, like the good code dropped. No, I did. You're right. At that point, I was kind of over the machine. But um, see, that, that's kind of a thing. Like the fact that it came out not all done is going to make the first people that, that get it turned off. They're going to be too upset, probably. No, I disagree with that because I knew at the time, like I knew that was Stern's mo, and that didn't bother me. Like the code thing doesn't bother me. All these people get wound up about not having complete code. Like at this point, stop buying machines because they've consistently done this for five, six years now. Hmm. It's not changing. That's how they do it. But don't you think <laughs> that is a wrong way to produce a product, though? Producing a product like half done not. and then shipping it. Absolutely not. Not in pinball. Because okay. it's such a niche little group of people, mm-hmm. and all these people have very specific ideas of what they want this machine to be. You need to get it in their hands first? Get in their hands. Like I've always said. It's free R&D for sure. Okay. All they got to do is read the forum after they release the first code, and everyone goes, oh, I wish it wish did this. Or it would be great if it did this in terms of what it would play and you know, some of the achievements and stuff like that. And they go, well, we can write that code. We didn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So thought about the stuff that they wanted, and, it makes it, and it's like, oh, that's a great idea. You know, so it, it, as long – and I've always said it. As long as the hardware is there. Like the layout's good, it feels good. Code's gonna come. Sure. Like, code's gonna come at some point. Okay. All so, right. Walking Dead. I didn't like how the game shot. Mostly, I really was. I just didn't like how it shot. And it was one of the machines that they were trying a different layout, so everyone would get on board with being different. And I just didn't like how it shot, so I didn't want to wait around for code. And I was kind of bummed out that when they released it, they didn't have any of the actors doing the call-outs. Oh, that was like, super disappointing. Really disappointing. Because at that point, that show was established. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was well into its fourth or fifth season. Mm-hmm. And there was no one from the show on that. So I was like, what, the, what is this? So, what so yeah, I said for Tron that was super decked out. And really, really nice. Played it for maybe a week. And I'm like, eh, it's got to go. God, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> You're crazy. I literally just got done watching Tron uh, a couple days oh, ago. Oh, did you? It's such a good movie. Yeah. And well, getting and, games um, in and out of Chris's basement sucks balls. And, you know, and that's the other thing. I've never seen the movie. Oh, my God. The theme doesn't do anything for me. I like how the machine plays. Hey, maybe Olivia Wilde in a Tron. You outfit. need to watch this movie. We'll do it's it for a you. blast of a movie. It's actually a really good movie. I mean, well, you can the watch music. the old one if you want. Oh, the old one. The old one's it's, it's its own classic. It's old. Yeah. Well, you guys go watch premise videos, <laughs> and I'll go watch Tron. Deal. And maybe you should Primus. calm down on the Hydro Thunder YouTube streams. 
Oh, God, yeah. I don't know how I got down that rabbit hole. <laughs> you must have been very bored that day. <laughs> well, you know, whatever episode that was, I think it was 23 Probably. or 24. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you guys spent so much time talking about it that I felt like it got hyped up. Like, I really really felt like Parnell was doing some amazing things. I was. I was saving. I'm saving Hydro Thunder. No, I felt like you were doing some amazing tutorials. You don't say shit during them. Like, you literally never say anything. Which ones were you watching? I don't know. Whatever ones weren't fucking ten minutes long. (laughs) Like, those. there was one that was like eight minutes, and I was like, absolutely not. I'm not watching (laughs) Oh, well, see, there's some of them where I'm playing Xbox, and gotcha. and I just sit down for like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And some of them I'm playing for a minute or a three, and that's like one level on my phone yep. or on the Windows phone. That's probably what I was watching because that's about all I could stomach. <laughs> I, st- I still people hit me up to, to do more of those. I got to. Yeah, he's still got like Russians who are trying to watch him play this game. <laughs> what what is what is the <laughs> Russians? <laughs> what is the attraction of watching other people play games? Yeah, what are they hoping to see? Is there something that they're thinking you're gonna do? Or are they looking for tips? Or what's the deal? I don't know. Like w- one guy who keeps commenting really wants me to play the game and not use shortcuts and not do this and not do that. He just wants this plain like. Uh, standard drive through and in reality, if you don't take shortcuts, you don't win. Like the yeah, whole, you lose. The whole yeah. point is like you find the shortcuts, and and I, I messaged him back that, and uh, I never heard back. But it's like I will record one me taking the standard basic route, but I don't understand why that that's not exciting. You're you're taking the normal, plain mm-hmm. Jane, very boring route. Instead of finding these secrets. If I had to guess, he's probably just a really big fan of the game, and he likes the fact that he sees other people playing it, if I had to guess. But, like, this game is so old. I mean, I, well, I'm the only one putting Hydro Thunder m- Go on. But... Even more niche for him, because he maybe loves this game. He still has it on his phone, <clears throat> and he sees out in the world there's one other person playing it. By the know. way, I'm fascinated by the fact that you guys play all these on your phone. Like, I only ever played Hydro Thunder in the arcade. Oh, my sure, God. I want one of those. <laughs> It would not cross my mind to want to play it on my phone because it's too small. Hmm. But I'm the same way about most mobile gaming things. I don't play mobile games on my phone. I play them on my iPad. That's as small mm-hmm. as I get. That's right. Uh, because my phone is just, it's too small. But maybe that's because I'm old. I don't know. God, you know, it, it's totally uh, from you – know, it's not because of age. It's just simply uh, – it's just what you like. Oh. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyways, um – I have been playing a couple of new games. I'm, I'm not going to bring them up because they're not like what do you what do you what do you play again? You play like pool a pool game. Yeah, I got this pool game that I play. Do you and play then I have... tower defense games at all? Do you know what those What's are? That? Do you know what tower defense games are? No. What are those? Oh, uh, so what you'll do is you'll have like a track, for instance. And the enemies kind of come down this track, if you will, and they keep coming in like waves, and you have to try to hold them off. And each time you hold them off, you get more money, and then you can build these defense systems, like towers or whatever, to try to stop people from advancing in on you. I was wondering if that was a, a game type that you like playing. No, I tried one, and I'm trying to figure out. I don't know where I would look to see where. 
I was playing it. Hang on, I don't think I can see it on my phone. I tried one that was recommended by like my pool game or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was one where you went out and you built up your army or whatever, and you had your little city you had to build up, and then you'd go out and try to steal stuff from people or defeat people, and then some of your guys would die and stuff like well, that. Well, it's probably like Castle Crashers or something like that. You know, something like that. But yeah. it, 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 uh, it, those are hard for me for two reasons. Uh, I don't time. have a – it's a large time investment if you want to keep progressing. Right. Without buying. And right. I'm not a buyer. I don't, I don't buy achievements. I don't do any of that. If I can't do it, I'm out. Right. Uh, That's how I feel about mobile games as well. Right, exactly. So I literally, when I used to uh, use the aside, the farm game I used to play, I would spend five hours inside the farm game because it's the only way to progress. And if you went away from it, especially in this, this castle fighting game, I'd get killed by these other people who were playing online mm. uh, because I wasn't in the game defending myself. I was just like, I don't have time for this, you know? Do you play um, on well, mobile pinball machines? I used to do that on planes kind of before the entertainment systems got so good on the planes now. Mm. Um, I used to have the uh, – uh, what's the what's the uh, pinball arcade app? What do you mean by uh, enter- entertainment systems on the game? Oh, uh, on, I think he's talking about the screens in the back of the seats. Well, I mean most like the, like United. I fly United all the time. Sure. They now their entertainment system is Wi-Fi based. Okay. So you download their app. You open their app while you're on the plane using the Wi-Fi system, and they've got 60 TV shows you can watch and 40 movies ah. you can watch. So, so you're not playing the, games on there. You're watching tons of movies and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. And bef- and because I don't go to movies, it's the time I get to watch movies and stuff like that. So before that system existed, yeah, the only way to kill time was to do whatever games you had on your you know iPad or phone. So. Um, so yeah, I had the pinball arcade ones and loved it. I really loved playing it, and there were some that I played a lot. Um, to get better, honestly, because they were based on some of the machines I had. Um, <clears throat> but I just I don't do it anymore because I don't I don't have time, you know. Sure, makes absolute sense. So weren't you also trying to sell bubble hockeys? I mean, you're like, wait, you have them? I didn't realize you had one, I guess. I forgot that you had one. Yeah, I had two. I had an older version, like Parnell's, that he burned up. Um, <laughs> the fireball. I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and sold that. Um, originally, I was going to go in a case and go on the road with us. But I was like, you know what? This is, it's, the case will be too big for most tours. Um, and then my second one that I still have that I'm currently looking to sell, but I'm not around to sell it right now. I had... Uh, new characters made and some art made that is for the movie Slapshot. Okay. And and there there that's another one like that space is a pinball machine and bubble hockey is a lot of fun but it's a two player game. Right. So it's great at parties. Mhm. After that, you know, it sits longer than the pinball machines not getting played. So from a space perspective, I was just like, something's got to go. I'm out of space. Well, it takes go. up more space than a pinball machine. It takes like like two pinball machines, doesn't it? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, it does. It's so, kind of one, but you have to have room to get around it. So, yeah, it ends up taking up more space. Yeah. And so I just kind of said, well, something's got to go. I tried to pawn it off on my uncle, but he doesn't have room in his basement. So uh, 
I just decided I was going to sell it. I would love ski ball machines, oh. like the traditional real deal ski ball machines. But again, those take up a lot of real estate as well. And they're two player again, and they're basically well, party games again. You can play ski ball alone, but oh, can you? I could. Play, I could play that. I could do alone. I wouldn't do it a lot, but I would enjoy playing ski ball alone. My buddy has one original. This is a ten foot. I think. I think this is a ten, and. I want him to turn on the ticket mech. Like, he doesn't have the ticket mech engaged. I'm like, you need to turn on the ticket mech. And he first, he was like, why would I do that? I'm like, well, then I'll get tickets and just walk around your house and pick things out of your house that I want to take for your ticket. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. But then why wouldn't you just have, like, go to the dollar store and buy a bunch of cheap crap, you know, and set it up on the counter when people come over and play. At least you're playing for something, you know? Right. Playing for tickets. I guess w- when you had said skee-ball, I was thinking of uh... – I think it's called carpet ball. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's like a long, almost like a trough. It's filled with carpet, and you have two people on on both ends. Well, one person on both ends, and then you roll the ball down. They're like they're pool balls, and you have uh, like a line of pool balls, two lines of pool balls on both sides, on on both ends. You try to knock out, knock down all the pool balls from their end into. There's like it's like a another drop down trough, I guess you will. Am I describing that at all? Do you understand that? So is it almost like the shuffleboard? Um, it's, yeah, I'm sending Parnell a picture. It's similar to uh, is is a is a shuffleboard. The, those little pucks that you like put salt in, you shoot it down. Yeah, it's similar to that, but it's filled with carpet. Carp- and you and you roll. <laughs> Are you pool it's balls? Called carpet ball. Yeah, it's carpet ball. What, is, this, is this something from West Duluth or no? There's there's a, a lot of places in the in uh, there, there you go. So he just pulled it's it up. It's not carpet right ball. Now. It's like it's wrapped like a. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. Well, this is an outdoor one, but it looked like it was wrapped in. Um, they're very popular felt. in oh, like in Minnesota. I, I know they're popular in Minnesota. I, yeah, I, I actually, feel like a rug. I feel it's like the poor man's shuffleboard you guys are playing. I, I would agree. I think it's like a the backyard uh, redneck version of yep, shuffleboard. There's a lot out outside, and there's oh a God. lot in garages and stuff like that. This is the poor man's shuffleboard. But uh, because everybody, everybody knows someone getting rid of a pool table for free. <laughs> That's true. Because no one wants those things after they are in their basement, not getting used for 10 years. But did you pull it up, uh, Chris? Did you see him sock- what you see what I'm talking about? No, it didn't come up. Carnell could send me a link, though. That's why we have the internet. Oh, he, he's, he's sending you a picture right now. Chris, I didn't realize your fingers were broken. So you couldn't Google carpet ball. <laughs> I didn't, didn't. These things came up, not that. Oh, yeah, oh. This, is definitely, this is definitely the poor man's version. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That one's actually a – it's like a – what, what do you call those rugs? It's a runner. It's a runner. Yeah, it's a runner. Oh yeah. <laughs> runner with some two by fours that they found out behind the shed because but, they haven't been finished building the pergola next to the house. Several of my friends, when I was a kid, like a kid, kid, like probably like seven years old, used to have these, uh, yes. like Look in their this. dad's garage and stuff like that. And we, I played them a lot. The last one is a flower bed that they just never turned into a flower bed. <laughs> and they threw some carpet in the bottom of it and said, let's play some games in the backyard. Oh, God, you're right. So so when you said uh, skee-ball, that was what popped in my head. And I was like, well, that's definitely a two-player game. And you guys are like, I've never even heard of this nonsense that you're coming up with right now. Have oh. you never seen a skee-ball No, I, 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 I did. I did. I just oh. – that was what came in my head. Yeah, it was you. just the wrong game. What, what length do you want, dude? Because they make shorter ones. 
but you know they have like the 14 foot and i think they even i think the small one's an eight foot or maybe 10 what are we talking about carpet ball no (laughs) (laughs) by the pictures you're sending it looks like you could make it two feet if you wanted to (laughs) you can kind of make them whatever length you want i'm gonna make this for your christmas present steve a a ski ball no a carpet carpet ball? ball I I, glad, like I see, gladly have a carpet ball with uh, I play that all day with Easton. <laughs> They're a blast. I would, like to, I would like to see the instructions and the rule set for carpet ball. Oh, it's, if you guys post that up on your uh, you got face face, I would you, like to see that. It. It's the easiest thing in the world to play, but you always have to if you're going to make this for real. You have to put carpet on the back wall because they bang against that oh, that, that yeah. board on the back. You have to put carpet right. on there. Gotcha. Then it's not a legit one. It's not. It's, oh, not, it, it's not legal. It would still be legit, but it'd be loud as hell. <laughs> right, right. Um, I don't really care about skee ball. Which size? Because it's skee ball. I just want to play it. We went to the county fair in September, and I bought like five or six bucks, maybe it was ten bucks worth of tokens, to play skee ball to win my uh, newborn son a uh, stuffed animal or whatever the hell was up on the wall there. And after I played my third game and had won two prizes, the guy said I was at my limit of prizes I could Really? Yes. Wow. So we, we were going to go back another day and I'm not going. So now I have all these skee-ball ticket tokens I can't use. Like, I was like, he literally, after I won the second one, he's like, you're, you're out of uh, so we, we, have this, yeah, we have this arcade near us and uh, my son, he really does love skee-ball quite a bit, but he's just, or at least he was too young to throw it up there. So since mm. when he was small enough and when no one was looking, I'd be like, just just run up there and throw it. I, no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like just, just run up there. It's fine. <laughs> but but uh, so now, as like, an, a little bit older kid, he still thinks he can do that. I'm like, he starts to climb up. I'm like, stop. We will get in trouble. We will get kicked out of this arcade if you try to pull this stunt right now. If you're not Listen, strong enough, you can't play. End of story. The biggest problem with that is that when you play those games and amass your tickets or whatever, uh, and then you go over and buy the freaking, you know, the eraser that yep. you spent money on. Yep. I just God, the amount of money I spent today for this eraser is really embarrassing. Right. right. I'm happy to do it. Like, super excited I get to do it. Right. Because I got enough tickets to do it. But it is embarrassing what you really would probably spend on it. Definitely. Like, the arcade near us, their prizes are absolute garbage. So, you basically, you have candy and you have trash guard. You know, like, just the most plasticky trinkets that you've ever yeah. seen in your entire life so i always am like just we'll load up on candy we'll have piles of candy i'd rather have candy at this point than this useless garbage we went to uh this is years ago we were to a dave and busters i think and uh we're playing all the ticket games there and we were on tour at the time so we thought we would spend all our tickets i think we got two quesadilla machines wow. and some other thing they had back legitimate there. prizes yeah, like to put on the bus so you can make quesadillas on the bus going down the road at night. Sure. And so it totally was like, it was just ridiculous the things we were buying with our tickets. How much <laughs> do you think that those cost, you guys? Two hundred bucks, bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, like, how many tickets or how many tries it would have taken you guys to actually come up with uh, these things. Okay. So, actually, you guys are pretty successful in it. Oh, no, no. We definitely, no, without, without a doubt, we spent way more money playing the games to get the tickets than if we just would have went to Walmart right, and okay. bought the machine. 
right. 16 bucks at Kohl's. Right, <laughs> right. I probably spent two hundred dollars. See that—that's what I was asking. Yeah, that's oh, absolutely. Asking. Yeah. yeah, that was not the point. Right. At the time, the game we were playing was—I don't know what it's called. It was this fish game, right? And you would put tokens in, almost kind of like the old coin take drop machines, you know, where you put the token and it comes down and then it moves down the levels and gives you tokens back. Anyways, so you put these tokens in the top, and it was an LCD display, but it had the screen of all these fish on there with with still pegs like hard real pegs on the front so yeah the coin would drop down bounce off of it i know what you're talking then, about yeah but then the screen would then go oh you got that fish or yep, whatever yep yeah, that, that our arcade so how for whatever reason the machine obviously was set up easy we were dropping coins in that like nobody's business and we made those guys come over and refill the token machine twice wow because it was just spitting them out by the hundreds every time we dropped that thing, you know. And sometimes it gives you tokens, and then sometimes they give you tickets, right? And so, I mean, they came and, and refilled that machine twice while we were playing it. Because I was like, we found the gold mine. This is the pot of gold. Like, we can win all our stuff with this machine. That is, uh, there's a Ghostbusters arcade game that, that they have there that is... They still haven't fixed it. Every now and then they'll fix it, but I think maybe something breaks and then they re- adjust it. When they do adjust it, oh, they, this is the one that's still giving out all the tickets. Yeah, it's still giving out like five hundred tickets a pop, and it's like, oh my god, why would you even play any other games? Like you, you play this game to get all your tickets for the day, and then whatever happens after that is just for funsies because yeah, right. you can make fifteen, you know, hundred tickets off of three plays right here, and you can just do whatever you want after that. Did you just use the term funsies? Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Good. Good to know. <laughs> uh, Parnell, yeah, pa- Parnell passed away, by the way. Yeah, because because wasn't that the, that day that you were there that that idiot kid got on it for the hot minute and then ruined it because he went and told somebody and they fixed it? <laughs> no, that was a different game. Oh, that, that was, was a, a different. That was a different game, and they weren't giving away tickets on that one. That one was just uh, it was just a Jurassic Park like shooter. <laughs> But you it were was just trying to get to the end of it. That's right. Great. It was set on free. So we're right. like, oh, my God. Well, we're never going to stop playing this game. We'll just play yeah. all the way to the end and beat every single level in this entire game for free today. And uh, in the middle of our playing, Easton got bored and wanted to go play Ghostbusters or whatever else. So we got up and left. And I thought, well, hopefully we can get back before somebody sits down. Well, somebody else sat down. He was playing it for a bit. For a bit and then this dumbass little kid who tries to ruin all of our fun comes over and sits down and immediately realizes that it's free and just starts screaming to the high heavens it's free it's free <laughs> ah, it's free everybody and like me uh, and this other probably like 35 year old we were looking at him like stop stop stop, 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 stop. what are you doing and uh we both walked away like oh my god this kid just ruined everything and moments later it was turned back on so yeah he ruined it all it's one of the reasons I could never play that Terminator 2 game, or what was the other shooter game that, that was super, super popular in the arcades? It was Terminator 2, yeah. How, well, House of the Dead. House of the Dead. Oh. That was another one. Where if I, I would get bored playing them if I would go to like Dave and Buster's, and in general, to be honest with you. Because like if you were playing like the, the two-hour free play or whatever that Dave and Buster's run, I'm just like, this game's really boring because all you just keep doing is shooting stuff over and over sure. and over. Sure, sure. Where does it end? Like, sure. where does the game end? Do those games 
have endings at some point? Yeah, they all have endings for sure. Oh, they do? Okay. Mm-hmm. At least I'm... Tell you what, I haven't made it to the end of, <laughs> of most of these games. Uh, but I think I made it to the end of uh, Area 51 with my buddy. We spent like 20 that bucks was a piece one. on it. Yeah. And, and so... When you're when pumping you money into it and trying to survive, there's so much pressure on you trying to survive and not spend any more money that I think it's valuable. Whereas if it was a two-hour free you know, free play or whatever, yeah. then it probably does get boring because there's not the pressure on you. It's just you just keep shooting away. Whereas if you always think this next shot might take me out, this next shot might make me lose all my money, you know what I mean, or whatever – so you just keep. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Paying the mortgage is pressure. Uh, good Playing point. Area fifty-one. Yeah. <laughs> now, because I because I don't remember how those games work. Is there a score associated with how you're progressing? So, is there like a high score that you get to put up on the machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there definitely is. Mm-hmm. It, but it's not based on how far you get in one game. Right, because if you would continue and keep pumping money in the machine, you still could get your high score put on there, even though you kind of just kept, you know, you kept feeding the machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I that's a good point. That seems like a really weird way to do high scores. That's a very good point. You know what? I don't. Maybe maybe uh, Area Fifty One doesn't have a high score. That that's actually a very good point. I I'd have to you know look it up to find out. Um, I guess I'm just so used to arcade machines always have like an, a high score on it. But you're right. right. Theoretically, you could just pay to win on that. Just right. put a hundred bucks into it, and for sure, you're, no one will ever beat your score. I mean, that's what you were hoping to do on Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Good. Now that now I- Jurassic Park, they don't have. Uh, uh, score on that one. So my so here's my other curiosity because this is what I would do if I was looking to play that game to win. I would because of the advent of YouTube, the most amazing thing in the world. I would go to YouTube to watch some or to see, like find the person that goes you know, Jurassic Park final you know finished game and see how long that video is. And I would I would go yeah I'm not putting in that time you know <laughs> oh it took it took us two and a half hours to finish Jurassic Park. Yeah, no, I'm okay. I don't need that. Well, for me, it was about the accomplishment. Like, I was I was totally going to want to do this. Now I could just tell everybody every single time they saw this game. Yeah, I beat that game. You know what I mean? Because who what, actually... Would you, nope. would you put the asterisk behind it that it was set on free play? I would, yeah. I would, I would let them know that oh. as well. Right, right. I, I would, because that would be the second question out of their mouths is, how much money could you have possibly yeah, spent true. to have beaten this game? That's very true. Right, so it would have to just be asterisks with, uh, well, it was free until some kid ruined it. You and uh, Mark McGuire, his uh, batting home run, yeah. and asterisk behind it, <laughs> free. <laughs> I did really good because I had steroids. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> pretty great. Um, well, Parnell left, so we can probably wrap <laughs> it up here. Cool. Yeah, he just left in the middle of it. All right, everybody, that is Flippin' and Mashing. Thank you, Chris, for uh, coming and joining us uh, today, talking about your newer machines, or at least new machines to you, other machines that you played, and Carpet Ball. Um, carpet Ball, man. I can't wait to play Carpet Ball with you. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, buddy, that's going to be it for today. 
Cool. Talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye-bye.